Hey, what's up? It's Jason DeBeas along with Rob McLean McLean. Here we are. This is episode six. Episode Ooh, is episode six? Nope. Mm-hmm. This is episode five. This is Mamba Morning Part Two. And as you can see by the flag in the background, this is where Miranda's supposed to be sitting, but instead you got me today. And you know what, people? This is sponsored by NY Varsity Sports, sponsored by Beach Volleyball National Events and NY Varsity Sports. The episode starts now. And we're back. Bobby McGee, listen, I'm, I'm, I have the gift of gab, but I am definitely playing out of position, okay? I'm the first <laughs> baseman, and last time I checked, this looks like third base in mm-hmm. our room. So I'm going to cut through bumbling and stumbling and sounding like Hugh Grant, and I'll just get to the questions, all right? Let's do it. Question number one. In a much-anticipated heavyweight boxing match where someone's O had to go, Tyson Fury defeats Deontay Wilder by TKO in round seven. After the match, there was some controversy about Wilder's team throwing in the towel. The question is, Rob McLean, did they get it right? Uh, yeah, they did. I mean, Wilder, everybody wants to talk about, oh, they, you know, they should have thrown it uh, around earlier, but he never really defended himself. Uh, unfortunately, he got hit with a, a shot that could have been clean, could not have been clean, I don't know. But ever since that point, he never got his legs back. He never defended himself uh, adequately, you know. Um, <clears throat> and for, for me, it was just Tyson was rolling. That's how you stop a fight from a referee if you stop a fight. I thought Kenny Baylor should have probably stepped in the round before, and then we didn't have to talk about the towel at all. But if you look at any fighter, I think it's always going to be controversial for their own team to quit for the guy who's not even in the ring. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there has, there's, there's more than just what's going on in the ring. It's, there's the, well, do I want my fighter to – I have to save my fighter from himself. You know, that's that's a very, very slippery slope. Ooh. Um, so because yeah. <clears throat> in one end you want to keep your fighter healthy, the other end – you know, you, you have to <clears throat> take reality into into consideration and understand that he was not winning that fight, but was he going to come out of there with his with his senses? You know, so, right? Absolutely the right decision, but just stinks how how that all went down. Yeah. yeah. For, well, for Rob, me when I, I saw the towel thrown in, I couldn't help you know, and I and I uh, all the boxing aficionados, I say this out of respect. You are, this is more your wheelhouse, though I am though I am um, an avid fan, but not as an avid a fan as I am for mixed martial arts. So that's where my heart went back. My heart couldn't help but going back to the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, where the, um, Conor would have liked to go on in his sword, and and sometimes that that wasn't a towel throwing, but mm-hmm. that was that was one of those things where sometimes the ref. Or the um, or your corner man has to save you from yourself. They mm-hmm. know your heart. They know you're not easily knocked down. You know it's one of those fights where you're in the corner and he's punching you so hard you're bouncing off the turnbuckle. You don't. You probably won't get knocked down. And you're going to suffer a couple of more hits. And it's very and it's very unfair for me to compare it to MMA because MMA if someone takes a knee and they're not intelligently defending themselves, the ref stops the fight. Mm. Where in boxing you could take a knee. You know, swallow your pride, take a knee, and take the eight count, and sustain more damage. Right. 
So, so did, um, did I get it right? This is for the guys watching, for the people watching at home, this is supposed to be a debate show. But once again, Rob and I are in total agreement. I thought uh, the early, um, wasn't an early stoppage. I don't even like using the term early stoppage. It was appropriate. Mm -hmm. He got dropped twice, albeit one seemed like it was the back of the head. But, but if you look really closely in the, in, in the replay, it was behind the ear. Yeah, it was so, ear. Um, so it was, it was one of those things as we're going, as we, as we take a look at some of these highlights, um, um, it's, he had he had very very good um, close distance because you knew Wilder uh, through his extension, Wilder could hit him. Wilder, Wilder extends with the right with the hook or the cross, right? And this guy is just perverse. He is licking his blood. He is literally licking the blood off of him. And and it's one of those things where, I thought personally that he got into his head where, in so many ways he won. And again, I'm comparing it to Conor McGregor. He won before the match even started. Well, I'll let you know how. And, and everybody Please. talks about it. But <clears throat> who gained more weight from the last fight to this fight? Deontay oh, Wilder um, or Fury. Fury? No. Fury gained 16 pounds and Deontay Wilder gained 18 pounds. He went from, or I'm not sure if the number is totally correct, but he went from 215 to 231 and, and Fury went from... I want to say like a 256 to 273. So it's like <clears throat> you put weight on a skinnier player or a skinnier boxer. It does way more damage to his overall cardio and his movement, mm -hmm. you know, and then you have Tyson Fury who puts on 30 pounds to him. That's like normal, you know, because he has agile feet in a big man. So the difference for me before the fight I should have known it too to keep myself from getting so, <clears throat> from from understanding the fight a little bit closer. But Deontay Wilder was fighting outside of his norm. You know, he's he was not quick anymore. He wasn't. He couldn't uh, get in and out. He kept getting touched by, by Tyson. Um, yeah, it was a big big difference for for Wilder's fighting style than it was for Tyson's fighting style. So absolutely, really yeah. crazy, really crazy. I thought it was a very uh, smart fight by uh, Fury. Fury, who looks like he has some reach as well. I'm I'm not. Oh yeah. I didn't do the tail of the tape. Who has a, the the bigger wingspan? But I wouldn't be surprised if Wilder did. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as knockout power is concerned, I think. Wilder had a better chance of sniping him from a distance than totally. Fury had. And, um, you know, for everyone that says that, you know, he, he couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight, he's a professional boxer and you only get hit so many times and in the right place. The second mm. drop actually was a was a punch to the um, solar plexus, oh, right? Man. That was that was nasty. Yeah. It was just boom, just well, dropped And he, he ran him down, you yeah. know, like he threw a punch and, and Deontay got out of the way of it, but he also went forward technically not like running forward and try to punch him he walked forward with two and then hit him like hard in his midsection and if you're actually watching the reason why he got knocked out or knocked down from that wasn't really the body shot doing damage it's that when your body gets hit like that your body freezes right. and he was backing up on that foot so he his foot couldn't lift up and catch himself so that's really what happened yeah. it's not like a you know a devastating knockout but he did technically exactly what you're supposed to do when a guy's backing you up you attack the body so he can't move and then you can attack him again or you know things happen i mean manny pacquiao does that all the time all the time and now we're talking about a guy that's 273 and they're even talking about with water weight and all this stuff he could have been up to 285 yeah, two eighty five. That's yeah. 50 like brock lesnar style right someone yeah. that sheds down the 265 well yeah. there is no um shed down weight i think weight uh unlike mma mm -hmm. uh, weight weight heavyweight doesn't have a limit 
No, I don't yeah. believe so. so Max, I, I was so. watching a little Max Kellerman you bringing know. me up to speed this morning. Uh, one more question before mm. we move to the next fight. Um, Wilder looked um, pretty gassed by the time he got to the seventh round. Did that have something to do with his conditioning? Or do you think, are you under the impression that Fury stabbed the gas tank? No, I think, think it's again. It body shot? I think it's again what we were talking about. A yeah. guy who's fighting 20 pounds over his normal fight mm. weight. He's going and he's getting hit, which he normally doesn't do because he moves and he slides and people are afraid of his right hand. But I think that Fury beat him because he said that he's going to walk him down and he's going to beat him up. And Wilder said, well, I'm going to put on a little bit more weight to take that punch, take that punishment. Instead of thinking, I'm going to stick to my game plan, what I normally do and stick and evade and set up the right hand. It's just, again, I think he, he needs to see who's around him and what needs to change because uh, even the announcers in the fight were saying how are you not telling you got a possibly at that point it wasn't it was a, a cut in the ear six stitches it wasn't a busted eardrum right. but how are you not telling that man to protect his left side his left hand was down the whole fight agree his left hand was down the whole fight that's a mistake that's a mistake that's weird that's just that's it's bizarre. Like, well, like I think he you got felt your like I think after going the decision with him, um, which was a draw, mm -hmm. um, he probably used it as bait because he was under the impression that if this guy couldn't not couldn't couldn't hurt me for twelve rounds. Even though I, I did think Fury won ten of those rounds, except the right. two rounds he got knocked down. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think that was kind of like a bait. But you, how many times you got to get hit before you're like, all right, bait's done. Well, let's do that. Let's let's not do that anymore. On the other end, outside of those two equalizers, which we all talk about the right hand. Yep. What did Deontay Wilder do? You know what I mean? To Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury had a whole fight to almost create a game plan. Mm -hmm. And then they came out of that with a draw. So in all essence, like... I think a lot more was learned on Fury's side than it was Deontay Wilder. 100%. And they just took it into the fight. Tyson Fury even introspected and said, I need something different. Fired his trainer, went to a different trainer yep. to, to do exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah, he, that's, he, just, that's just crazy. I really, and I really, really like crazy. that because that yeah. shows he was running the show. Yeah. He, um, look, if, if I, I hate to say it, but as a, volleyball, as a former volleyball player and as an athlete, Sometimes you want coaches to save you from yourself and be like, this is for you. But sometimes you don't want to be held responsible for things you're not in charge of. Like right. someone tells you to do a certain way, you lose. Uh, um, and, and I mean, sometimes they point the finger at the coach, but if the coach got more star power than you, whatever. But um, I did some research on him, and he is kind of a mystic Mac. He said how the fight was going to go, and, and it went almost to whatever. So I'm sure he's the kind of guy that bets, like, bets on himself and, you know, leaves Vegas. Um, a winner in more ways than one, I'm sure. So, hey, if I'm a high level professional athlete and my measurables are 6'9, 273, and I got agile feet, mm -hmm. I'm a bet on myself too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess right. what? Cool. Well, if we wrap that one up, mm -hmm. hey, for, the, for those of you watching, I um, what did Jeremy Carlin say? You see it? What's that? Oh, Jeremy. Shouldn't have fought the second time. Yeah, yeah power mean, shots were fifty-eight to eighteen. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It was, it was an outmatched boxing match. But uh, how can you take away that rematch from Dante, Deontay Wilder? You know, what I mean, he's the guy. They created that fight together. It wasn't like Fury was something, and then uh, Deontay Wilder said, "Hey, please come fight." It was, you know, agreed upon. It's a rematch. It was a draw. I mean, you can't say that they shouldn't have fought. But um, yeah, I, I don't think they should have a rematch anytime soon. Cool. You know, a third, you know, a third fight anytime soon.
Uh, yeah, I think Anthony Josh was waiting in the mm-hmm. wings, and I think he wants to fight sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And I think Devontae Wilder, Wilder's feeling like well, a nut like that. So. He and I Ruiz, mean, um, Fury's feeling like a nut. He oh, and Ruiz got to still go at it. They got to score this out. Yeah. You know, so we'll see who comes out of that. <laughs> cool. All right, here's the next question. The Lakers beat the Celtics on Sunday by two points behind LeBron James' jumper in a um, continuation of the oldest rivalry in the NBA. So, Rob, hmm. it's more of a quick question. I don't know. If we'll spend a whole lot of time on this. Was this um, win a statement game? Uh, honestly, I don't. I don't believe so. Uh, I think the Celtics are still a team that needs to. Uh, for as much players and talent they have, they still. I feel like don't have that identity. You know, they. In my eyes, their best player is Jason Tatum, and I still wouldn't say that before this season. But he's been proving this season that he's. A stud on all a two-way player scores like 30 you know 30 in the games that matter um you know double digit rebounds I, I just still think that's a, that's a team where they're trying to make it a team with a lot of individuals gordon hayward still not really the the, the, the team player i just don't think the celtics are really a, a contender a real serious contender in my eyes uh, i think they're on the verge but still not really contender so for me the lakers are just head head and shoulders above because they have a legitimate identity. Right. You know, I feel like LeBron's is one of the very first teams that I've seen LeBron play on where they have a, an identity outside of LeBron. It's now LeBron and AD. It's now we can shoot, we can play defense. That's that's none of the teams that LeBron plays. It's all about how can we make LeBron better. Hmm. Now it's like how can we utilize LeBron to make everybody better? Yeah, and he's built for that. Yeah, he so is built for that, dude. He so is. So and that's that's what I said. I don't think it's a statement game. I think it's just a, the Lakers showing everybody night in and night out that we are the team to beat, and it's it's our time for however long they're going to keep it together. Because well, whew, nice. Yeah, that's a great. Well, team. before I give my answer, I'd like to ring off what you said. Um, he um, somewhere. At the end of his Cleveland Cavaliers career, he was. It looked like there were signs of him. What can I do to make this guy better? What can I, he's always been one of the pastors, best pastors in the game. That I, I will dare to say rivals Larry Bird. Um, and now to answer the question, um, no, it wasn't a statement. It wasn't a statement game. The win wasn't a statement game because. Um, the Celtics, there were a lot of l- lurking variables. You had Walker coming into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, with, you know, they came without there. And, and the Lakers only won by two. So I think it was more of a statement game. Uh, there are, there, though there are no um, uh, moral victories in the record book. <laughs> the Celtics, I, I learned a little bit, a lot more about the Celtics than mm-hmm. I did about them. Um, statement games, I think, is a tough question to ask a player. And, and, and I did a little media, but as, as a former media member, I would never ask a player that because a statement game statements making a statement is is based on whatever what you want everybody else to think of you right and a lot of the players that make that actually make those statement games as a net result never do it as an intention right they 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 play basketball and as a result they're good playing the fruition of, of the mixture of good coaching and play running and scouting um makes a statement we're just a better team we beat you by a lot so um was it a statement game on, on score-wise? No. Was it a statement game from a player's perspective? No. Was it a, a statement game from the coach's perspective? Um, our guy got teed up on, you know, on the non-call or whatever. So mm-hmm. it was much. Um, it was a much anticipated game because they're both respected teams. But the, the result, um, the the end, the score was really much ado about nothing. 
um, how they played against each other and, and what you saw right. uh, as a foreshadowing of things that come should the Celtics somehow, some way do their part in um, in a top heavy East. I mean, if yeah, you look at the top, oof. if you look at the top eight, look, you got a couple of people on the bottom that have lost more games than one and they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, the East is weak. The East is weak, but the East is top yeah. friggin heavy man yeah. they are you got greek freak miami look out miami he i know man came out of nowhere well, hey you bring two good three guards in and you know that's gonna that's gonna change the team jimmy butler andre goodell that can change a whole franchise around you nice. know and i know iggy earlier than i mean it's more jimmy butler's uh franchise than anything but <clears throat> yeah that team great drafting absolutely great drafting yep. i think it was two three years ago they brought in like three guards that were yep. just unreal. And then they got the Tyler Hero got, kid. Yep. Oh, man. They got a great, great drafting. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So we got a stopwatch. We'll start on this one because mm. I thought that one would take significantly less than five minutes. Uh, this one might take more, but let's time it. All right. Um, we'll start after, after I ask the question. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. All right. Question three. Um, today, there was a tribute to, uh, Kobe, uh, for Kobe Bryant that happened at the, sta- that happened at the Staples Center. Mm. God, Miranda, we miss you. The, <laughs> the untimely death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the others who perished in a helicopter crash has generated different emotions throughout the globe. What is Sports Debates Tuesday? That is us. What is Sports Debates Tuesday's takeaway from the accident, the impact, and the tribute slash celebration of life? Uh, uh, start it. I guess just how long, just how impactful... You know, like I, I, it was really hard for me to even uh, watch or be a part of, you know, that today because it was very, you know, it's it's just very raw, you know, and uh, it just shows you like, oh wow, like that that's it's still there, you know, it's just something I try to maybe you know compartmentalize compartmentalize a little bit and then you know go on with my life and then kind of maybe come back to it a little bit, but having that day today, you know, the uh, the commemoration, seeing you know. Michael, Shaq, all these guys talk about, you know, Jesus, their experiences. Did you see oh Michael? man. Oh, did you man. see Michael? Another meme coming. Yeah. But geez, that it's just like it's just heart-wrenching, you know, cuz you know everybody's trying to celebrate the life but also realizing, you know, how much he gave, which means also how much that he's not going to be able to give any longer. Um yeah, it was really really difficult again, like it was just Felt like the cloud, you know, a cloud, you know, cloudy day. It was a beautiful sunny day here, but felt like a cloudy day. I did. You know? It felt overcast. Yeah. So, yeah. but through all that, just trying to again appreciate and you know take from the lessons. You know, there's so many lessons that he has. His videos now, you you don't have to you know just remember. You can just go back and watch and, and study and and unfortunately posthumously, but wonderful person, wonderful player. You know, really tough circumstance. I'm very, yeah. For me, Rob, um, my grandmother passed away um, in 2010. My grandmother was the, the rock of our, our family, which um, um, to say that it was broken would be an understatement. They, we've been feuding for decades. We just don't talk to each other. But this woman who, anyone wants to draw a picture in their head, um, I refer to Medea like the Medea movies, and if you picture what she looks like, that's exactly how my grandma looked like. Mm-hmm. Little heavy set, liked to eat, didn't have a cane, upper 80s, and upper 80 years old, um, 89 years old, and raising a teenager, okay? Um, when she cracked the whip, we were in lockstep. And now that she's passed away, nobody 
nobody talks to each other anymore. All right, we're just, I'm, I'm close to my siblings, my sisters, but that's where the book stops. And when she passed away, I tried to find a way to cry because I'm going to miss this woman and I couldn't. And then a month later, I see a movie, Marley and Me, just this stupid mm-hmm. chick chick flick i'm i'm not i'm insulting it but no, i'm not I but Marley i'm not i was gonna say I'm ins- I, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah st- you know what great i mean movie. stupid in an affectionate way um jennifer aniston right um owen wilson owen wilson mm-hmm. and this dog died i couldn't stop crying yeah and i'm like how the fuck am i crying for <laughs> a fucking fictional and i just cursed i'm so sorry how can i cry over a fictional dog that most likely didn't die in real life, right? <laughs> and I can't, and I have no no tears to, to share from my grandmother. And the answer is, and I'm, and I'm, thank you for bearing with me, everyone bearing with me because I'm getting somewhere with this. The answer is, it took time to set in. I wasn't crying over a dog. I was crying over a, a, a loss, uh, someone that was a loss to not just me, but to many people. So when Kobe died, I was just shocked because I was like, wait, that's Superman. Superman can't die. You know, he's timeless. You know, you don't think of people and, you know, at that age uh, that had so much ahead of them, his second part of his life probably is probably going to be more galvanizing and blazing than the first part. Right. And then today happened and I'm at, I'm at the coffee shop and, you know, the first takes finishing and, they're, they're, you know, it starts 10 o'clock Pacific. That was today. Right. Um, for the people watching Sports Debate Tuesday, we're doing this the night before, so it gives you a gauge. And then... I just started crying in the coffee shop uncontrollably. You know, it was, it was somebody's wife, somebody's husband, mm-hmm. somebody else's father, somebody's best friend. Everybody says that Kobe was like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that a month ago, I'm like, okay, that, oh, he's a brother to you too. Really? How many brother? How many, how many, how many people is he? Is how ba- much family you got? And how many people is he, is he a baby brother, or older brother to? And the answer is everybody. Everybody. Yeah, man everybody dude he is everybody's big brother he's my brother he's my brother who i never knew that i found out's dead and i wish i could have gotten to know him mm-hmm. and 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 even now I'm, I'm trying not to cry you know and, and you know me and you were not that that kind of we're not that mm-hmm. kind of person but um it, it affected me today there is an override of emotions the man was um loved by his city universally uh respected outside of the United States. We covered this in our first episode. By the way, what a way to kick off our first episode, right? Kobe passes away. Yeah, man. And, and I love the guy. And I love the guy. And it shows that people, you don't have to see someone per, um, in person for them to touch your heart and, and have their actions inspire you and make you become a better person and a better human being. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that's all I got to say. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, I mean, to me, when I saw the tribute, I was like, please don't tell me this is going to be an oversaturation. Just a whole bunch of stars, you know, saying, yeah. you know, and, and some people are like, oh, my God, this is this. Please don't say it's going to be a forum for a whole bunch of people to hear the sounds of their own voice. And that's not what happened. It was a legit star studded yeah. tribute. Yeah. right? And it showed that you don't have to be a, you don't have to live into the false dichotomy that it's, it's star studded or it comes from a special place. It was both. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, that's pretty, and, pretty and crazy. God rest that man. So God and God bless his family. Yeah, absolutely. How'd we do? Yeah, well, thirty seconds over. <laughs> oh, we did, yeah. Well, that's yeah, cool. but it's nice. It's Kobe. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you can't. Twenty-four seconds over. All right. Here's the next question, and, I just, and this one just came in uh, from someone. Okay. Okay. Um, 
And for those of you um, messaging us right now, we're going to see if we can read some of these questions back, of course. Rob's got the mouse because I'm not near my computer. I'm behind an American flag. Um, so listen, this is the 40th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice when the U.S. hockey uh, team performed one of the biggest upsets of, in, in all of sports. So just for fun, Rob, I'll pose the question like this. Which one of these do you consider a bigger upset? One, Miracle on Ice. Two, Buster Douglas KOing Mike Tyson in Japan. Three, the New York Giants upsetting the undefeated Patriots. Mm. Four, Joe Namath guaranteeing a Super Bowl win over the heavily favored Colts. Mm. And five, Matt Serra upsetting George Rush St. Pierre. The floor is yours. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I could rank them. Uh, I think the only two that really are in contention in my mind are the Joe Namath and the Miracle on Ice. And I, I really don't think it's even, now that I even say Miracle on Ice, I don't even think it's close. I think it's absolutely the Miracle on Ice. Um, I've never been touched more from a sports story. That's insane. Not only what they went through, how they did it, you know, it was a different time, you know, than it is now where everything is accessible, you know. So it had to come from such a place, from so many people, the buy-in, the individual skill, the, 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 the ethic, you know, to really want to and to be pushed from so many ways, but to create a family from that. It was just one of the last, you know, true, great stories in, in our country, because, again, it's again, like that's. The world against the world, you know. That's the Olympic. It's the highest stage. I mean, no, nothing beats that. Nothing beats that. It is number one all time in in American sports. For for me, in my you know, in my small history. You, that's a very good top two to to, to now. Yeah, I mean, geez, man, Namath. I feel like if they kind of gave it to him a little better than what is it, like fourteen nine. Yeah. I think they gave it to him a little better than that. You know. It was 16-7. 16-7. Yeah. yeah. Just a smart, listen, a smart right. managed game. Right. Took his shots. Right. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, United also had a really bad game. Agreed. Really bad game. So, again, I, I don't know if it was just defense, he believed in them, or it just, you know, it happened that way. But I feel like that was a little bit more on a... Uh, on a, a good a good moment, on a great moment, a great um, great timing. Right. You know, I think Miracle, man, they played them right before the games and got whooped. Like, I can't. I really can't. I don't think there's any difference. I don't. I still don't think there's any better movie made about any sports. I was inspired uh, to do my homework by that movie. Right? Like, the Kurt Russell? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, there's nothing better. There's yeah. nothing better. We take a bunch of coaching tips from that man, don't we? Mm. All yeah. the time. I make people run. All the way up and back, even on the ice. Again. <laughs> again. That's as it's worse as the sand. Again. Oh. <laughs> she has too much. Again. <laughs> All right. So, Rob McLean. Yeah, how you well, think? You and I can have a healthy debate on what's second and third mm. and all that stuff. All right. Um, Joe Namath guaranteeing victory was ballsy, but you had a bunch of Jets fans. And and the players honestly believe that they can do it. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one first. Matt Sarah defeating George St. Pierre was the, the greatest upset in mixed martial arts, but it wasn't that much of an upset where the sport 
where it transcended mm-hmm. the sport, where mm-hmm. it made news for people that don't watch mixed martial arts. So right. as much as that's the biggest upset in MMA, I got to eliminate that one. Mm-hmm. All right. The New York Giants upsetting the, the mm-hmm. New England Patriots was a, one of the biggest upsets in football. But anyone really that's awesome. watched the last game of the season, when the mm-hmm. Patriots beat the Giants 38-35, it gave a handful of Giants fans hope. And Michael Strahan knew, and Peyton Manning knew, and a psychic knew, and um, and whatever whatever three year old that was that was manipulating the mouse that clicked on Vegas to win <laughs> for the Giants to win, mm-hmm. I got their parents rich. Um, so I'm knocking that one out. Buster Douglas KOing Mike Tyson, 42 to one underdog. That's a big dog. Me and you going to the bank if we mm-hmm. pick up Buster Douglas on that. The lurking variables, however, that led to that victory. The, the, the long count when Buster got knocked down and the fast count when Mike Tyson got knocked down. Uh, made, these, are, these are things that had to come and play for the upset to happen. And the difference between the one that we agree is number one, because I'm going to get to that, and the others, is there were so many things that had to come into play right. for them to win. This, Rob, the miracle on ice, and, and we're both going to concede hockey is not our first sport. Hockey is not even my fifth sport. All right, though I do respect it. My girl's a Penguins fan, which pretty much makes me a Penguins fan. <clears throat> you take this team, that exhibition, the NHL, before the Olympics came, and beat the NHL 6-0, to zero, the, Rus- the USS, the Soviets, 6-0. Mm. to zero. And the way the U.S. played them, from bell to bell, like if you were a Martian, that landed on his planet mm-hmm. you wouldn't have called it an upset because you would have thought the better team won and that's what made it an upset to me yeah. they they played them and they hit them in the mouth and they they played with power and speed and just intelligent moves and at the end of the day we were witnessing something that 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 can never happen again I want people to appreciate the Soviet Union back in the day. The Soviet Union was a compilation of all the best. Basically, you, you get all stars from this 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 litter of countries that the yeah. Soviet Union, yeah. right? Lithuania, Ukraine, whatever. Ukraine, Lithuania, yeah, that, Latvia, like oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's all an all, it was basically like the U.S. the '88 Olympics, USA against USSR. Well, which, it was basically yeah. like you know you know when they do like USA versus the world, like yeah. that's who like they were the world. That was the world. Yeah. Like that for was hockey, world. that was the world. So, Rob, we can we can definitely um, touch on a debate in the near distant future about Joe Nimitz guarantee because as New Yorkers totally. we find that fun, mm-hmm. but we ain't even trying to commit any blasphemy out of that. We started for we started this question for fun, and I do not want to end for blasphemy. I have respect, adoration for the miracle on ice, and that is the U.S. national hockey team. Absolutely, and it's one of the greatest sports stories that I've ever heard in our in U.S. history. Nice. All right, so. Well, we're moving right along. So let's um, let's explore. We can do some word-word answers to this, or we can do one-sentence elaborations on this um, short episode of the fifth. Of the fifth, because I think because we're going to wrap up so fast. Um, yeah. Because Miranda's not here, we'll we use the rest of it to take one of the, the one or two of the questions or post um, right. at the end after true and false. Okay. Ready? Yeah. True or false? Steph Curry, the NBA. Steph Curry should have sat out the entire season. True. True. False. For me, it's false. I think this, even though they're not winning very game, very many games, if you watch them play, 
um, they're playing the Steve Kerr way. They're going from bell to bell. Unlike the New York Knicks that you could clearly see they're tanking. These guys are not tanking. They're just not good enough and they're playing to the maximum of their potential. So right now it's an audition process for those of them that want to play with Jamon Green and Steph Curry and, and, and Thompson the next year. And it would be nice to have Curry in at the end of the year to be like, okay, I play well with this guy or this guy got to go. So I'm going to go with faults. Uh, question number two. Finally, we disagree. What the hell? <laughs> it's about time. Two and a half episodes. Hey, one of our favorite wheelhouses, uh, true or false, the UFC, Dan Hooker's decision was correct. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was correct. Look at Paul Felder's eye. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with false again. Mm. Like George St. Pierre, you could says, you can slap me in the face and my face is red for a week. It does not mean you won that match. <laughs> so, <laughs> bad impression. Um I thought personally, just like we had the debate about Reyes, I thought um, I thought um, the Irish Dragon won round two, three, and four. Um, however, just like Jones and Reyes, it's not. I wasn't that that big. There are levels to how big or how much you think someone got screwed or whatever. Right. And it was on the same level. Uh, there, there was no, there was no real, no, no real fuss from the experts. Mm. And then, and you're not going to catch that much of a fuss from me. Gentlemen's disagreement, huh? Uh, just real quick, I, I just think it's funny how he's a commentator, you know, and then you always think maybe he's going to get the, the benefit of the doubt. And Dan Hooker, what's his record, like 6-18? and 18, You know what I mean? Like, eh, obviously, yeah. that's not his record, but he's got a pretty loss-heavy record. And no, he's only lost twice. Dan? Yeah. I'm yeah, thinking about somebody wrong, else. He got the wrong hooker. Hmm. The other hooker's um, 185, and he's lost a lot. Yeah, he's that's an Aussie. who it is. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, there's one hooker that's dope. Yeah, uh, I just, I don't, he didn't get touched, man. I yeah. didn't really see him get touched like that. Like, I mean, maybe he doesn't. Maybe and he, he called doesn't. out Justin Gaethje. Yeah, that was uh, pretty cool. That's going to be fun. It is, because the, he showed me he could take a hit. Hmm. You, you, you fight in the phone booth with the Irish Dragon, and you, and he, and the, and, um, and, and the, and Dragon looks lumped up. He's the one that got lumped mm -hmm. up. Uh, that's a fun fight. We, I think we both know how that's gonna go, but yeah. or not. True. You know, I mean, Hooker trains with um Adesanya. They're in the same camp, mm. and all of those guys are doing really well. So yeah, the Aussies. Yeah. So I go, I go false, but whatever. FIVB, true or false? Norway's Anders Moll and Christian Soren will win Olympic gold in 2020. Mm. False. False because I just think that they're going to succumb to the pressure. And I think it's kind of, you've kind of been seeing it the last maybe season or two where that like they get excited and maybe they just don't play their cleanest game and everybody, they've got a bullseye on their back every single game they yeah. play. So they're going to get everybody's best. And if they're off their game at all, they're going to lose. Yeah. And you got Germany out there. So <clears throat> and the Russians, both, and the Russians, and both, and both Russia's Russia, yep. Russia's teams. Yep, but you know, Rob McLean, I gotta go with true. I gotta go with true for a long stretch, and I, I I say this operating under the premise that it's a copycat league, and if anyone gets off their lazy ass, like we we said a couple episodes and watches video, and you have the athletes of the clientele to actually make the adjustments, somebody's gonna figure these guys out. I just don't think it's gonna happen in 2020. I think any any time that they're gonna be off and anything they need to fix, it's gonna be in pool play because the way the Olympics works, it's not single or double elimination. They're gonna work it out in pool. They're gonna come out in pool. And for me, the question is not who's gonna win gold the question is who's going to be playing for the bronze <laughs> you know so gotta go with you on that right. yes a debate we got, one. we got another one we got a winner I'm trying to make it spicy today ncaa men's volleyball don't i mean and 
Maybe we're I've, 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 I usually follow the second half, but mm-hmm. I but I got a pretty good sample size. NCAA men's volleyball. Hawaii will win the title this year. True or mm-hmm. false? False. I'm just gonna go with false. I I do like the field on that one. Yeah. yeah. I gotta go with false too. I think Hawaii and, and you know Jason Hall is listening. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it like a man. But so do you. Um, they have they have had for the last three seasons or four brilliant seasons. Okay, mm-hmm. they they were in the I mean the, the best three teams in the NCAA last year were in the same division, the um, the Big West. NPSFF NPSF would look like one of the weaker ones, you know. Right. Um, EIVA they were in weak for the last couple of years, and that it, it is what it is. So with that being said, Hawaii still has a problem. Every time it's their turn, every time it's their time to grab, reach up and grab that brass ring and take what belongs to them, Rob McLean, it slips to their fingers. It slips to their fingers. Uh, two years ago, when they played Ohio State in the semifinals, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, Ohio State. Oh, you know, Ohio State's uh, vulnerable. They're not the same team they were last year. Ohio State housed them in three sets. Yeah, and beat the they beat the volleyball out of them. Yeah. I looked in the middle of the second set, and I looked at the setter of the libero and one of the middles look at each other on the bench, and he just goes, you know, like in the middle of, in the middle of the second set after they lost the first set. And the way he looked at him, he wasn't asking, do you want chicken for dinner? He just, he, his look was like, it's not happening. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not going to win this. This is, we're not going to win this. Okay. Long Beach State last year, they had their shot. Long Beach State was better coached with respect to both coaches. I mean, um, on the normal day. The Hawaii head coach is usually the better. The, the, he's, he's usually, you know, you want to go to war with him before you go with Alan Knight. But Alan, but it's what? It's two of the best five coaches in men's volleyball. Mm-hmm. And, and Hawaii should have won. I think Alan Knight didn't. is the best college coach right next yeah. to, you know, Spira. I think he's, you know, right there because he's more I give Knight the rub over Spira. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, for college, college. We're talking about college, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Knight, yeah. It, for me, is the best college coach out there. Yeah, well, you are what, you, what your record says you mm-hmm. are, right? It's not like neither neither team or neither program has problem recruiting good players. So right. it is the best of the best. And, you, of course, at some games you could play glorified babysitter and beat the hell out of the teams you're supposed to beat. But to be the champion. To be the champion, championships. I always said are defi- are not decided by blowouts. They're decided by two point victories. What are you doing that leads that leads you to the end? That where you're a coach, you put your player, your talent in the position to win a game. Hmm. I always say, Rafa indoor volleyball. I coach Evolution. I can't guarantee a win every game, but I can guarantee every game could be. I can make every game twenty two up. And at some point, it's not about coaching; it's about the will to win. And if you're in practice, if you have these kids in situations, and you have the right kids who whose mind is focused, like if it's 24 up, this is a normal day, and I want to be in this situation. I I relish this situation. I don't. There, I think I believe they're still undefeated, but I still don't see them relishing those situations, not if, because I haven't seen them tested. Right. And when they're tested, I mean history says they aren't. They they have not. They have not passed. They didn't even get the 65. So. Right. Sorry, that was a long true and false. Yeah, brother. it's all right though. It's worth it. One volleyball. All right, uh, true or false? Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov will fight at the end of the year. End of the year. Um, yes, true. Uh, I think there is enough time where Conor can get another fight, possibly two quick ones in, and then end of the year, uh, he and Khabib maybe send him off. You know, send Khabib off with a, a last, a last big Conor fight. I could see that. I could see that too. I think, um, well, pending the Tony Ferguson fight, because with Tony, mm-hmm. as, as unpredictable as he is, yeah. and stylistically, you know, Khabib uh, closes the distance. 
as as slick as as Tony is with submissions, and his uh, he looks like this skinny guy, but he's a strong skinny guy. He is. He's got freaking ant strength. Yeah. So I don't like calling stuff like that when I actually pick. I'm actually picking Tony to beat Khabib um, narrowly um, in the spring before Ramadan. But here's the thing: if Khabib wins. He's not fighting, you know, he's a Muslim. He's not fighting during Ramadan. True. But that's plenty of time for Connor to get another fight Exactly. Um, maybe just Justin Gaethje. If Connor starches Justin Gaethje, um, his his brand and the pop, his popularity and his ability, his ship, uh, his rising tide, his ability for his rising tide to lift all ships um, will demand a rematch against Khabib. So he stays active. And when I say active, just, just the one more fight. Could be fights when he fights when they both win. I, I see. I see the meeting in the middle. What'd you say? Did you say true or false? Uh, I said true. Okay. But the thing is, I think even if Khabib loses to Tony, that that's, that fight's still gonna happen. Yeah. That fight's still gonna happen. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think you yeah, think Connor just yeah. Yeah. If Tony's in the Stiles top. Because if Styles matches, mm-hmm. I don't really want Connor to fight. I mean, oh, no. I'm starting to like Connor now. I don't want Connor to fight Tony Ferguson well, right no, now. No, he can't fight either of them. But yeah. the thing is, is I think he's gonna you know fight you know fight could be make it something because that's a big money that's a big money thing yes, even if is. they're not champions. So that's all I gotta say. Nice, excellent. All right, true or false? NBA Kawhi Leonard will win MVP this year. False. Absolutely false. Absolutely false. False. <laughs> Not even I'm close. going false. Not even close. Their team is in shambles. But I, I mean, with him but, and his load management, he might not even be the best player on his team. But, well, but that, if he does, I wouldn't be surprised. The fact of that is he did bring Paul George in. Paul George has not been on the court even as much as Kawhi has been load managing. So that also has to be into account. You know, they, 100%. they did just get Reggie Jackson. So now they're going to have a sem- somewhat ball-dominant shooting guard, which – you know that can really work into the mix. Look how Lou Williams is doing. Like nobody can shoot. Nobody shoots the ball on the team. Not, it's not that they can, or they, they they can't shoot the ball. It's that they won't. You know right. they don't want to take. They want to give Kawhi the ball. They want to make him work. It's like, look at what Toronto did with last year. Not to make this too long, but look what Toronto no, did right. last year. You know what I mean? They brought him in and they integrated him into the system, and then he flourished. Instead of saying, "Oh, we had a great system, the Clippers, and now we're just going to stick him in, and everything's going to work," it's like, "No, do what you guys did all year. Keep passing the ball around. Then when Kawhi gets the ball, Kawhi can do whatever he does. But keep moving the ball. Keep playing defense. Keep transition. You know, it's like do you do you see them playing them playing each other in the Western Conference Finals? Who's that? Um, L.A. versus L.A. Yeah, I do. I really, I like the I West. I mean, they're, they're clutch enough, as talented right. as the West is, right. as wild as the West but is. But yeah, even with Houston, I mean, I think the Houston thing through every, like, wrenches in all, everybody's chain. Like, I just, they're just such a wild card. I see them going out in the first, like, first round, second round, maybe. And then uh, the Clippers, I just think they're going to do, like, the whole, like, eh, we're going to try to win. They're going to do, like, six games, you know, seven game series all the way up to the final, the, the, the Western Conference finals. And then. You know, meet up against LA, or hopefully that's the that's the third round game. You know, you don't want those two LA teams going the second round. No, you know, that's really just suck. Some, someone's gonna be not happy. Mm. Uh, quick answer: True or false? The XFL will last more than two seasons. False. False. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True or false? Joe Burrow will go number one in a draft from LSU. Ah man, quick answers. Uh, true. Yeah. He's one of the best quarterbacks throwing open players 
not mm. throwing two open players, but throwing players open. He makes people get open. Yeah. He sees where you're going, and he throws it 10 yards past you with some touch and leads you to your max speed. That's some of the craziest I've ever seen. Yeah. That's one of the most man, beautiful. Just a man with a lot superior has finally gotten getting what's finally. his. Um, I say true with you, though I do leave room for teams that look like they were tanking it to get to it. All right, Tua looks very totally. promising too but as well. There, there's gonna, it's either gonna be a trade up or mm-hmm. it's gonna be Joe at one. It's, right. it's gonna be Joe at one. Nice. Uh, true. Last true or false? Um, Kleinman, Alex Kleinman. We're going to FIVB again. Mm-hmm. Alex Kleinman and, and April Ross will win Olympic gold in 2020. False. I gotta go with false. They're gonna be in. They, they, they're definitely gonna be in the top four. You know, they're gonna be fighting for a medal, but. <laughs> I don't. I just. I think that they're gonna. You know, the, the, it's gonna be again where they. Who do they match up with in the right. semifinals? Yeah. yeah. Listen, Rob. Rob, as someone like me who who we both know bleeds red, white, and blue. How mm-hmm. do you know? Exactly. I'm, I want to say yes. I'm a yes. patriot. I'm a vet. I got. I got an American flag behind me. Right. All right. I'm all about America, and I would love for April Ross and Kleiman to make a liar out of me. I see them come getting to the semifinals, and I see them competing for the bronze. All right, I see them getting to the semifinals, and you got Rebecca and 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 on and her partner uh, continuing her stride. And stylistically, the Canadians have always come down to whatever. Canadians, and this and that. the Czechs, but the, um, there's just so many teams out there. And it's weird because it's not a Ross thing; it's it's a Kleinman thing that that for me I've seen historically from her indoor career all the way up to the present. Uh, remember, we had this; we just had this conversation about your time, your mm-hmm. turn to reach up and grab that mm-hmm. brass ring. Will she take what belongs to her? Very true. Or will she let it slip through her fingers? Very and to true. me, until she does, she doesn't. So Very true. That's, that's, um, that's respect. And I don't want to compare the two, but look at what Catherine Plummer has done and look at what Alice Kleiman did. Same school, yep. you know, all that hype. And she's just, Plummer's just morphed around her team. I even think Kleiman was a better indoor player than, than uh, Plummer was. But Well, there was also Penn State. Yeah, but I mean. He's a four-time champ. <laughs> but, but still, I mean. I just think that they they've also had like some tougher like last year it was a little easier but the f- the year before that when right. when Stanford Nebraska. won that was tough that was five dude. sets that was tough against a team that was stylistically um um uh, equipped to beat them and they right? didn't even like, play well like look, Nebraska Stanford had big bad. girls and Nebraska's like we got big girls too mm-hmm. right hey to quote guys to quote Raekwon there's a there's a there's a there's an old saying you got guns we got guns too come on son Duke win a battle for cash to see whose sons who that is. Nebraska, mm-hmm. you got big girls. We got big girls too. Let's 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 play and see who the better team was. Yep. And Stanford won. Good it's, for them. Yeah. So yeah, it's just you know comparison. I think that she's just got to got to take the bull by the horns. Nice. So that's that was a segment of true and false. And Rob and I, in just a moment, are going to take fan questions, and let's do it. db.com it's also available on itunes and spotify and on youtube under the ny varsity sports handle you're gonna love what you hear all right mm. what do you got rob can you see what i can't yeah so jeremy was just saying that uh fury beat uh <laughs> that fury won basically every every round of both fights um so that it should there shouldn't have been a rematch in the first place but i i disagree with that is you know you have uh, a <clears throat> Fury is, I mean, if Fury is the guy who he is, 
if you want to talk about real punches, like I don't think either one of them really did damage to each other. It's like the Tito Ortiz fight. Yeah, Tito Ortiz did beat or he did win the rounds with Wilder, but he didn't really hurt him. He didn't really do anything to affect what Wilder was doing. So in essense, that he was just wait. He, he, Wilder was just. Did you say Tito Ortiz? Him. Tito, well, Tito Ortiz. Uh, Tito Ortiz is the MMA guy. I know. What, what the heck? Uh, I know his name is T. Ortiz. We got No, but we yeah. got it. Yeah, you know, Ortiz, he beat him up. I mean, he, he, he won on punches, but he didn't really affect what Deontay Wilder was doing. Tyson Fury could have not thrown punches that whole fight, and just the way that he was going after Deontay Wilder changed his game plan. So, yeah, like... That rematch had to happen. Had to happen because you need to know. And if you don't think that was a draw, then you know. I guess a knockdown doesn't really matter. Two knock, you know, no. two knockdowns don't really matter. Like, come on, like, what does it even mean now? Well, I, so, and I agree with you because listen, the knockdowns mattered in the first match, right? right? That's the reason why it was a draw in the first place. Right. Then he this, this match shouldn't out. have been. This shouldn't have been stopped early because if you should got knocked out, what three? He only hit the canvas twice, right? Yep. So. All right. Hey, what's up next? Um, we have uh, the Celtics. Uh, in our fans' opinion, aren't built for the seven-game series. They are. They're just. They're just. I just don't see anyone beating the Lakers four out of seven times. Not that includes chance. Greek Freak right now. You know, yeah, I, Toronto, well-coached team without even without Kawhi. Um, who is going to beat that team four out of seven times? I think at the end. Um, right now, if they played the Clippers today, I got to go with you. We had a debate about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Clippers do what I think they they are they can, I think they're the team that could beat them four out of seven times. Totally. Yeah. I, do, I really do. Because, again, and I, just going back to that question, the Celtics are built for a seven-game series, but are they built to beat teams who have superstar power? Right. That's, that's really the issue is like, okay, well, when the game really steps up to it, how much star power do you have? And they have some. Okay. But they don't have a guy or they don't have two guys that are like, you know, a one-two punch. They just don't. They have four punches that are all soft. Agreed. You know, so. Agreed. What else we got? Anything else? Uh, I think that's all for now. All right, cool. Yeah. We got Miranda here in spirit. Yeah. Miranda's messaging us. All right. Hey, Rob, yeah. good job today, brother. Thank you, man. You we too. did. I got to shake my hand. We'll yeah. reach across all these wires. Do one of those. Hey, thank you for tuning in, everybody, for all of you at home and for Miranda, who is here in spirit, and for my man, Rob, keep it McLean, McLean. Um, I am Jason DeBilius, and Rob's actually going to hit that and now button at the same time after I run my promo. I'm going to run the promo, but before I do that, for now, I love all of you, and I say so long. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.